I'm Hector Tan and welcome to Property Bytes. We cover the latest developments in Singapore's real estate market alongside expert analysis for the Knight Frank Singapore team. Today the focus is on the future of living at work or as what most of us know as working from home. We have our Knight Frank Singapore's Head of Research here today with us, Leonard Tate. Welcome Leonard. Hi Hector, thanks for having me. Here at Knight Frank Singapore, many of us are returning to the office. Most of our colleagues use the office as a pit stop or venue to host meetings or department catch-ups. Now, Leonard, how often have you personally returned to the office recently? And personally, do you prefer to work from home or at office? Well, uh, in the last few weeks or so, I've been coming in once or twice a week. Um, well, there are different pros and cons, you know, working from home as well as working in the office. In office, I guess it's better for face-to-face -face interaction when collaborating with others, especially in other departments, you know, just to get things moving along uh, much faster. There's also better Wi-Fi, air conditioning. And overall, um, especially when I have to present webinars, I think it's a better environment. For the home, there are also certain benefits. For example, if you know I really need to get a report down, uh, working at home, I, you know, I can get you know two to three hours without interruptions. So there are also um, benefits working from home. So with one of our partners uh, called Engage Rocket, uh, one of the leading HR analytics platform company based in Singapore, their recent survey showed that 84% of people prefer to work from home. Now, in your personal opinion, Leonard, why do you think uh, the majority of people still prefer to conduct their work in home premises? While this might be a bit of an overgeneralization, I think most workers, you know, found the time saved on daily commutes to be uh, to be more efficient for them time-wise. Um, while there was an initial inconvenience and perhaps even um, domestic aggravation, after a while, uh, workers found that working from home offered a flexibility for them to better manage their work as well as um, family responsibilities while in a circuit breaker situation. And when this was measured against the time spent, you know, like moving around from place to place, uh, whether it's commuting or going for meetings or running errands, once everything had to be done from home or from a computer, there was this precious time savings that proved to be really beneficial for quite a lot of individuals. Right. So let's talk about the space at home, right? There's usually this little space what we call the study area. Now, when Circuit Breaker came into play, everyone being stuck at home, be it adults and children alike, uh, you know, for children, they were doing home-based learning. For adults, we were just primarily occupied with doing con calls and having team catch-ups through webinars. Mm. Now, would you say Singaporeans in general were prepared for this change in behaviour? And how about the concept of home spaces being optimised for these requirements? Well, not every single home has a you know, a small little alcove or study space where, you know, it's designated a workplace. Um, so I guess a lot of uh, different households were not prepared when the circuit breaker was announced in early April. Okay, and as such, many were caught by surprise, um, making hasty arrangements to isolate themselves and their families for almost two months. And there was little time to plan or you know, adequately prepare the home space for office use. So you get instances where laptops were just plonked to the dining tables and 
um, you know, the husband and wife, if they are working professionals, they're all just sitting next to each other. Um, power cords running all over the place, uh, makeshift tables set up um, as people scrambled to work from home. Others, some others, of course, had the luxury of adequate study space and they could create a decent office space for themselves at home, uh, while others had to make do with what was available. Uh, many who work from home also struggled to manage uh, their household space with other family members, uh, those that were not working, you know, like children or elderly parents uh, that had to be supervised at the same time. Well, in the recent report that you guys did, like Frank Research, it was titled Homework. You guys highlighted three essential elements about having functional spaces at home for work purposes, right? You talk about the concept of common facilities, dual key unit design, as well as in-unit design. Do you think these uh, subcategories in terms of home design would take off as a trending conversational piece for architects and property developers moving forward? Well, um, these additional elements in the home would go actually quite a long way in providing convenience and flexibility to individual households that will find that going forward in the future, working from home has become a more or less permanent function on a kind of you know, within their weekly schedules. So, yes, um, in terms of common areas, if just a little thought, well thought out conveniences like maybe a small business center in in a condominium clubhouse where print and fax machines, coin or card operated, could be provided. Um, we live in a world where we don't print or fax very much anymore, but every once in a while we'll still need to do to use this, and this will just um, you know go the extra mile in providing convenience to to people who are working from home. Uh, study pods could also be provided for in such clubhouses, um, and this will be available to all, not just those working from home, but you know students as well as uh, retirees who might want privacy. Um, for within the unit, uh, maybe a segregated space or sort of a private alcove um, can be carved out where there's a neutral background, and maybe some soundproofing so that um, the, the, the person who has to work from home has a space that's private um, with connectivity and climate control and they can comfortably uh, use it for presentations or to hold online meetings. Uh, of course, the ultimate ultimate luxury would be um, those who have the luxury of a dual key unit, where the uh, where the separate um, apartment or living space can be converted, you know, into almost like a private office space. So, which begets the next question, right? Because typically. Singapore doesn't have the luxury of space, as in most countries. Now, this problem is then translated into within a private residential compound, for example, whereby developers typically balance common facility space together with in-unit apartment space. So, during the circuit breaker, many common facilities like swimming pools, gyms were temporarily closed. Now, do you think the space allotment for common facilities will more or less remain the same? as compared to in a future development whereby developers may cater more for in-unit space instead? Well, I don't think the overall 
uh, allocation of uh, in-unit space versus common facilities will change too much. But um, with a little bit of ingenuity and creative design, um, I think uh, a balance of providing various elements of facilities or equipment uh, in common areas as well as a small little space that is um, designated for work, carved out and designed um, specifically for work, um, would go a long way in providing um, that space uh, and comfort level for individual households. What about uh, uh, requirements related to contact tracing and monitoring human movements, let's say entry points to a development? Do you see any iterations there, or is just a case of upgrading? technological facilities to facilitate this uh, monitoring of entry points? Um, most residents, I feel, would still want the um, convenience of multiple entry points. Um, so I don't think that will be restricted. It's just that perhaps developers can provide contactless accessibility for um, all the households within the development. So... Uh, well, citing the homework report again, whereby it's talking about working from home requirements. Now, I understand quite a while back, the concept of Soho was quite a thing in Singapore about many years back. Now, how do you think Soho would have been relevant to the current work from home requirements? Well, the concept of residences marketed as Soho uh, were popular from 2011 to 2013. These appealed to the romance of being a tech startup during that time, you know, where startups were small and creative and consisted of trendy entrepreneurs working from any location, uh, including the home. And in those days, the popularity of being part of the gig economy was also emerging. However, you know, while working from home is fine, there are regulatory conditions in running a business from the home. And these need to be satisfied by the criteria laid out by the authorities. So after a while, private, private high-rise residences were no longer marketed as Soho units. We are coming to the last quarter of the year 2020. Now, work from home or living at work in the next year, 2021, will be the future of residential developments. Because as we all know, we have spent the majority of this year working from home mostly. Would you say this experience has revolutionized buyer sentiment for the next few years? And, you know, as home spaces become more optimized to make work from home viable, how would the market adapt to such new requirements moving forward? Well, uh, make no mistake that price and location will still be the main deciding factors for anyone buying a home. Uh, however, developers who are now able to include work from home friendly features in their projects will be able to offer just that little bit of uh, you know, additional special touch for those whose working life include a work-from-home rotation on a more or less permanent basis. It's like the bells and whistles in a fancy car. Just that added touch of convenience makes the process of working from home all the more seamless. Ask anyone who has had to wrestle with their home environment in last April to quickly make their home viable uh, for work. They will be the ones who will most appreciate these little touches. Hey Leonard, thanks for taking the time today to join us for Property Bites. We look forward to having you at our next session. Thanks very much, Hector. Thank you for tuning in to Property Bites. I'm Hector Tan. 
And for the latest updates on the Singapore's real estate landscape, follow us on social media on LinkedIn or at nightfrank.com.sg.